me one second. I just gotta math some things out real quick. What are you talking about? This is a narrative D&D podcast. We don't math. We absolutely math. We just hide our math. It's secret math. Welcome everyone to episode two of our narrative Curse of Strahd playthrough where we just edit in all the story bits so you don't have to deal with any of the numbers or math or anything like that from uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we do it this way so that we can produce kind of a more fluid experience, you don't get caught up in the table talk, and also you can't, you don't have to know the rules, and if you do know the rules, you won't yell at me for how I DM the rules because you don't know what any of the roles are. In this episode, our brave adventurers will delve into the basement of the haunted house. Uh, they will discover many interesting things down there, and they will also discover that the dangers of this house are, in fact, very, very real. As always, this episode does contain some adult language, and we're at a movie would probably be rated R for language and possibly violence. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves to you as their characters. I am Hylius Leiden. I am the High Elf Folk Hero. Bromley Lionbrand, human cardcaster. I am uh, Jeremiah Blackwater Roland. I am a human rogue. I'm Kitar Trezuman. I'm a dark elf fighter. Greetings. I am Leander Lionbrand, a stoker of fires and a forger of futures. I am a human forge cleric of Gond and father to Bromley Lionbrand. Now that you've met our brave adventurers, let me go ahead and sort of recap the first session uh, for those of you who either don't remember or who didn't listen to, the, to our first episode. All five of our brave adventurers ended up in a mysterious house. Uh, they kind of explored the upstairs of this house. They interacted with the spirits of some children uh, up there. And they eventually managed to find a way into the basement of the house. And our last session ended just as they were getting ready to walk down those stairs. Pileus, you lead the way down the stairs because you are the hero of legend, even though nobody has actually heard of you. And uh, the rest of you follow him down the stairs. And you get a couple steps down the stairs. Katar, you're in the back, and mm -hmm. suddenly Brom rushes up behind you, and you guys make your way down the stairs. Pileus, you reach the bottom of the stairs, and you can tell just from distance that you've gone down several floors. You find yourself in kind of a cramped, thin hallway. Uh, you can see that right in front of where you are, hallways split off to your right and your left, and then ahead of you, yeah, there's a room, and you can kind of see a table in that room. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this uh, basement table so i want to go check out this table all right yeah so you come down this room and uh there's a table here it's like it it looks like it may have once served as a dining table and what something you notice as you walk in uh there's kind of a crunching sound under your feet you look down and you see bones and they look kind of like human bones but they're old and they're moldy and they're kind of starting to to crack and fall apart to, to your left, over here, you see kind of a little alcove, a dark alcove in the wall. Uh, to the other side of the room, there's a passageway out, and then straight across the room, there's another passageway. Um, I would probably go forward. I, is this a stair? Is this a different directions? Does this go? Yes, those are just two hallways that split off to either side of you. Okay, but all I see is the hallway, <clears throat> correct? Nothing inside of them. Leander, to your left and your right, there are hallways that split, and you can see that they split, and there's a there's two doorways in each hallway. I'll make a note of them and continue going into the room that Pileus is in. 
Is there any way I can see how old these uh, bones appear to be? So you, you kind of bend down and you pick up one of the bones and, and you feel how soft it is. Uh, you've, you've spent time out in the wilderness. You've, you've been around and, and you've, you've hunted prey and you've kind of seen about like the remains that are left over after a kill. And these bones seem like they are very, very old. We're talking probably years. They're old bones. All right, so you're now all in this room. The moldy bones are on the floor. Pileus has just informed you that they are, they are very old. What kind of bones do they, do they look like? Human, elf. They're humanoid for sure. If there's a monster in the basement, then perhaps this is evidence that it exists. Yeah, but it, this whole house so cool. is evidence yeah. it exists. It might not have been prey for a while. I don't know how the, the monster is sustaining itself, but it could have been something that he just ate. I don't think he's eaten recently. These are pretty old bones. Look, I don't want to mess with whatever it is. I just kind of want to get out of here. I mean, it doesn't hurt to look. Uh, it might hurt to look. What the monster yeah. is. It doesn't hurt until we find what we're looking for. And then it'll be incredibly painful. Uh, I, I think we should at least take a look. We could kill whatever might be in here, then it will stop trapping people. I don't think it has done anything. Yeah, I agree. Let's continue searching. I was going to kill the thing to protect the kids. Now I think kids are demon babies, and I really don't care. I don't have any. I don't have a vested interest in fighting anything. Yeah, but how are you planning to get out? Finding a door, not a demon. There's two doors back there. I don't know what they lead to. I don't think we should be on the lookout for monsters, personally. I, I agree. Be on the lookout for an egg. I agree. Let's do that. So as as you all came down, and and you're becoming aware of it now that you're in this room, you can hear kind of distantly chanting, kind of ritual, rhythmic chanting. Just it doesn't necessarily seem like it's coming from a specific direction. It just kind of fills the air all around you, and it it still sounds distant, but it's definitely there. Time to go. This folks ill. Are we sure? We, we, we need to find a way out of this house. This house is a, a murder house. Question, in this room um, that we're in, left or right, are those actual just like little storerooms or does that actually lead anywhere? So uh, directly in front of you, you can see a door that leads to a hallway. To your right, uh, if you shift a little bit, you can see that that door also leads to a hallway. Um, but the one on the opposite side of the room is definitely just a dark alcove. You can kind of vaguely see a back wall through it. Okay, uh, are we trying to get deeper into this house, or are we trying to just find a way out? Uh, find a way out, please. Okay. Yeah. I still think we need to see what might be here. I mean, do we really need to... I, those bones, we need to investigate a little bit. Why? Exactly. For what reason? Because clearly we could stop this house from, from taking people. We could stop it and then it would never happen again. And the house you know, didn't maybe take we'll people. Find, we walked into it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find a way back to where we were from if we, like, put it at rest. No. Maybe we'll find a way to where we're from if we walk out of this house. Thank I agree. Thank you. We don't need to put the house to rest. It's, it's a house, dog. Come on. I don't think that I have anything in my repertoire that would be able to do something like that. I can create things, I make things in service of Gond, but... You don't, you can't consecrate land or something? I can bless us, I cannot bless the land. We should uh, continue to move, whether we find the monster or an exit. Yeah, uh, press on. 
which uh, which direction do you guys want to go? You can continue on from this room. You can go back the way you came. You can check out the little kind of alcoves off the hallway where you just were. I want to check out the alcoves. Come to this first set of left-right hallways. Uh, Roland is still kind of standing there, hanging back. Uh, there are two closed doors here. Uh, they 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 look like they'll open fairly easily, but they are kind of stone doors, stone slab. So you move over uh, to the stone slab on the right. And you see that on the outside of the of the slab is etched the name Rosavalda Durst. And putting your hand on the slab, you find that it kind of it kind of swings a little bit on on some hinges, making incidentally no sound whatsoever. And inside there is an empty coffin sitting on a stone platform. Can I look in the other one? Yeah, uh, you walk across. On this door is written the name Thornbolt Durst. And once again, you swing the door open, and there's another empty coffin on top of a stone slab. How big are the coffins? So they're empty. Hey guys, there's some empty coffins in here. I'm gonna nope right away from that. Uh, let's not deal with coffins. Let's find there's a way out. There's nothing in there. I mean, okay. We've already seen ghosts. Because those were clearly ghosts, right? They were there, and then they weren't there, and then they were. And the downstairs shit that was there, and then it wasn't. Leander, you're you're a man of faith. Surely we should try to put whatever was upstairs at rest. At this point in time, it's important for you as listeners to understand that when Qatar left the children's room upstairs at the end of the last session, the ghost of the young boy, Thornbolt Durst, possessed him. Although this didn't change Qatar's behavior too much, there are a few things you might want to pay attention to, and it might also explain Qatar's newfound desire to put these bones to rest. We should put something, we should put, I don't know, I, we need to, just because they may be a restless does not mean that they don't deserve to, to be put to rest. And, and how exactly do you propose to do that? The coffins are empty, perhaps we Are they empty? Are they, are they is the lid off? Are you looking inside of them? Yes, uh, the lid is off. He can see inside of them. They are, in fact, empty. I just think we should do something to this house, whether it's <sighs> killing a monster or put, or just put it trying to put things right. Somehow a coffin screams, I don't know, legends of vampires to me. I mean, everyone's buried in a coffin. I've heard those legends before. What's underground? What's... Well, no, there's um, there's Some people are buried in mausoleums. Yeah, mausoleums, mm -hmm. you know, and and um, they have little family mausoleums. I for I, yeah. my father perform rites. Okay, so we have around. a coffin and we have bones of different races on the floor. No, no, he's saying problems. the kids' skeletons from upstairs, from their room. Right, I understand that. You want to place them back into the coffins. Is that what you're asking to do? I believe they should at least be put... I, look, I am, I am a man of faith. I have... I believe that, that it, we should bless as much as we can. The gods are calling us to do this, and if we... If only we, we listen to the call and, and 
let them be at peace, perhaps we will make it out of here alive. But I don't think we should leave until we do something. We've done a lot of bad. We need to do a little bit of good. How and have I we done bad? Leave until I've done that. How have we done bad? We have defeated a animated piece of armor that wanted nothing but to kill us, and some sort of ghostly woman thing that hurt our our friend Pileus and and the rest of the party. How how exactly have they we done were, something bad? We we disturbed those entities by coming here. By they were by clearly evil them. entities. I think we've done good more than bad. Well, we could stand to do a little more, and I think we shouldn't leave until we at least put put the bodies here to rest. I, for what it's worth, agree. If it was your child, would you want them lying, their bones lying on the floor? I would never leave my child alone. Yeah, but they're kids. They didn't choose this. They didn't have any hand in this. This is... I'm just going to lean against the wall. I agree with Katara. We, we, we should we should go put these bodies to rest. I know nothing of the realm of spirits, but it sounds like doing the right things for these I children would be, be the heroic thing to do. I may not be a cleric, but I can at least give them some blessing before. If that's what you guys wish, bro, bro. I just I'm just not I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until we do something. We should split up. No. I disagree with that heavily. If we're going to do something, we should do it together. The last time somebody split off from the party... We almost died. No one was doing anything. Don't blame me for trying to make things happen. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think we should put the kids to rest. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's not their fault. I think that, yeah, I agree. Well, then let's be on with it, then. Uh, so I want to turn around and head back the way we came, even though I'm not quite sure which way that was. Right, uh, and as as a group, you guys make your way back up the stairs, checking, you know, from outside the door. You look into the kids' rooms. You don't you don't see the the ghostly figures. I don't know who goes in. Some of you go in and you gather up the you gather up the children's skeletons. Uh, they are still dressed in their clothes, so they you know stay together fairly easily. You're in the room. Char just kind of stands outside the room, and he's not, he's not going in. Um, no, I'm sorry. You wanted to do this. <laughs> he's very pious right now. I will push him in. So, <clears throat> Katar, as you stand outside the doorway, kind of pausing, hesitant on the, on the threshold, you feel this shove from behind, and you're not ready, and you just find yourself not only stumbling into the room, but, like, losing your balance and falling down on your face. Uh, you land on the floor uh, right next to these, to where these bodies are. I don't know if anybody started gathering them up at this point. Gramble off the floor and, and oh, oh my, okay, fine. And I pick up the girl's body. All right, so who picks up who picks up the little boy's body? Pileus Leon. Okay, so uh, Katar, you have the body of this of this girl. Pileus, you have the body of this boy, and you guys make your way back down to the basement. And you lay, you lay the girl in the, in the crypt for Rose. You lay the boy in the crypt for Thorn. All right, so you guys have, uh, you guys have laid these, uh, these children's bodies to rest. How, how nice of you. I think we've done good here, and I finished blessing Thorn's body. And uh, okay, well, yeah, I thank you. I know that was not what we wanted to do, but maybe it is time to leave. 
Well, yeah, how do we leave? Which direction do you guys want to go? Oh, uh, can I cast Produce Flame in my dominant hand so I can see more than five feet, please? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so you guys have, you know, you guys have done this whole conversation. You've gotten the body of the children. You've brought them down. And this whole time, Brom has been kind of like touching the walls and, and moving along because he can't really see things. And then after, as, as Katar kind of finishes his ritual of blessing here, <clears throat> Brom's hands spout fire. And suddenly light blossoms into being. Oh my god. What? And I like, Katar kind of freaks out and just like jumps back. Oh, are we burning the bodies in the coffins? Nope, no, nope, uh, I just no, can't no. see and I'm, and I'm sick of being blind. Well, we can lead further into the basement or we can try and find and see if there's an exit on this floor. Um, I fear that the deeper we go, the less chance we'll find a proper exit. So we should explore this floor at least. Uh, lead on. You, you step... You step through this doorway, and it's it's this small hallway, and uh, you you're walking down the hallway. Leander's right behind you. You're walking down the hall, and as you step into where the hallway it, it you know continues behind you, it continues in front of you. It splits to the to the right and left. There's kind of a four way, kind of a four way here. Uh, you can see that you have several directions of where, where to go. Um, you can see that to the right, the stairs lead down. And to the left, it kind of you can kind of see through the corner that there's a room in there, and then directly ahead of you, uh, the hallway goes to a corner and turns. Uh, well, we don't want to go down. I do see a room to my left. Let's let's go towards the room. Uh, you turn to step toward the room, and as you do, you see rising up from the ground some figures that were lying very flat that you didn't see before. This figure rises up out of the ground directly in front of you, Pileus, and you are you are shocked. You like you did not expect this. You are not ready, and uh, it reaches out. And and it, it kind of swipes at you, but the swipe is just a faint as you see its its uh its bloody mouth and teeth snap out at you, not judging distance well at all, and its mouth kind of snaps shut right in front of you. It is now your turn, Pileus. How do you want to react? Those were my heroic instincts kicking in there. What can I glean from these uh from these creatures the way they look? I mean they clearly they're hostile, but they seem to be uh, like particularly squishy or skeletal. Or... Uh, they look. They kind of look like emaciated human bodies. Uh, their skin has kind of turned gray. Uh, they. They look. They look like they still have kind of the same level of love, of energy as they may have had in life, but they are definitely dark, twisted creatures. As a note, you can currently see that there are four of them. Right. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I can see I'm, I'm, there's two coming from the two other directions that I have not already traveled through and that aren't down the stairs. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah, I like to disengage back the way we came and kind of give us some space. You kind of push past Leander. I want to yell at everyone and tell them, hey, there's, there's creatures here. Spread out. All right. Uh, so, Leander, you're, you're following Pileus down the hallway when all of a sudden he steps around a corner turns and runs back kind of pushing past you you hear it kind of growls coming from the hallway and then around the corner emerges this creature 
and uh, as it as it rounds the corner, it kind of sticks its neck out in a in a very un un uh, humanity type way. This thing definitely looks a little bit unnatural, and it attempts to bite you. Yeah, these these things seem like they're a little bit disoriented. They they you know I mean you found the bones that were years old, so these things might have been down here for who knows how long, and they're they're clearly not. They clearly haven't collected themselves very much. So as it as it tries to bite you, it, it kind of misaims a little bit and misses. Uh, Roland, I am nowhere near any of this. So I mean, you did hear Pileus yell out. I guess I, guess I will step step back, give Pileus some space to get out of that hallway if he so chooses later. Is that all I can do? As a note, Leander is the one currently in the hallway. Oh. So you, you run forward. You run forward. You kind of take a position on one side. Uh, do you want to get ready to attack anything that comes in? Uh, yes, I will ready my attack for anything that comes within range. Right. Obviously excluding your allies. So you run up. You're, you're standing at the side of the door. You have, your, you have your rapier kind of held back, ready to just run it through any enemy you see enter the room. Which brings us to uh, Qatar. Well, where I'm behind them, so I'm just gonna have to move up and see what they're doing. And you did hear again. You heard Pileus yell out to spread out because enemies were coming. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna move just so I can kind of see what's going on. I want to fire my hand crossbow at one that I see coming. Katar, you move forward out of the hallway. You're directly across from this door where the Pileus just ran out of. And so you kind of, uh, tactical style, hold up your left hand, prop your prop your hand crossbow over it, and get ready to shoot at any enemy who comes through that doorway. Uh, Leander, you are you are faced with this this snarling, drooling monster, and you can hear that there are more coming down the hall after it. Of course, of course. Um, I would like to cast Word of Radiance. So everybody, everybody who is who is watching Leander in the hallway. Uh, you've seen him do this before. He pulls out his holy symbol and he holds it in front of him. This this wave of, of radiant energy washes out from him. Uh, and you see it kind of spilled on the hallway. And from the hallway you can hear some cries of pain as these creatures are hit by this, this wave of divine power. I will then uh, move backwards, keeping my shield in front of me. As you back up, it manages to kind of snap at your arm and take out take out a small little chunk of your arm. That's fine. And I will uh, move backwards into the hallway to give them access to the ghouls. Uh, Brom, you were kind of taken uh, taken off guard by all of this. Uh, you heard snarling, fighting, people are running around. You finally orient yourself. You see your father come out of the hallway uh, bleeding from his arm. And you hear these, these snarls and, and, and growls and unnatural sounds coming from the hallway. What would you like to do? Uh, can I jump up on the table that I'm standing next to? Sure. And pull out my light crossbow and get ready for whatever's about to come out. All right. You also ready ready your crossbow. Okay, so we're we're about to have a flurry of activity because one of the uh, one of these creatures comes forward and charges out into the open. Everybody who is holding, make your attacks. As this creature charges through the doorway. Roland, you stab at it, but it's just a little bit too quick for you. 
Brom, you're, you know, you, you just got up on the table. You're still fumbling with your crossbow a little bit. You quickly snap off a shot. It, it ricochets off the floor. Uh, Qatar, though, you, you were ready. You hit this thing as it comes through, and it kind of, kind of snarls. So, Roland, as you stabbed at it, it was too quick for you. It dodged a little bit, and in dodging, it turned towards you. And just kind of instinctually, it throws its claws out and connects with you. As it dodges and its claws swipe out at you, uh, they they carve kind of a furrow across across your exposed skin, and you feel your muscles start to tense and lock up, and you can't move because you're paralyzed. Pileus. Well, this obviously is not good. I saw that happen. I'm not pleased. It's, it's time to go hero. Um, I'm going to rage, and I'm going to take my mighty greatsword and try to cleave this thing in twain. Pileus, this thing has just come in. You take your greatsword, a big overhanded Conan the Barbarian chop, and you just lay into this thing. Uh, it, it, starts, it starts bleeding this kind of thick black blood as, as you've just kind of carved into it. Uh, with your attack. Uh, you, you all see that another one has kind of moved up behind it. It can't really get through the doorway, but it's, it's you know, it's it's waiting for its opportunity. Roland, you are paralyzed. You're trying, you're trying to find some way to summon the energy to move, and it's just not working for you. Katar? Katar is seeing that close quarters battle is going on, so he's going to put away his crossbow, take out a short sword in each hand, and he's uh, gonna jump up. He's gonna take it. He's gonna take a running leap and jump up on the table, run towards the first one he sees, and just cleave right into it. You kind of dodge to the side. You you quickly. Uh, so you just drop your hand crossbow. You whip out your two short swords. You run forward. You thrust your first short sword in, and you just you just right through this thing's heart, and it it lets out a cry of pain and collapses completely yeah. dead. So uh, Leander, it's your turn. Okay, I will pull out my crossbow and shoot. You know, you're you're kind of on the back lines here, and you're you have to make sure you line your crossbow bolt up, and so that none of your friends accidentally, or even just your erstwhile companions, end up dodging in front of it. You don't want to hit Brom in the leg as he's standing on the table in front of you, uh, and as you're as you're just trying to find, you you kind of have to to move aside for a second, and in that moment, you zig, and the monster zags, and the crossbow bolt just flies right past it. Uh, Brom. Just gonna fire my crossbow as well then. You have a much clearer shot, and you definitely connect with this thing. Crossbow bolt in the shoulder. It cries out in pain, but it's still it's still gonna still gonna move forward when it has the chance. Pileus. Yeah, I I want to try to like I don't know like clothesline this thing as it tries to rush in with my sword, try to slice its head off. So Pileus. You, you kind of ready yourself with your sword because you have a feeling that the next one behind it is going to come through. You don't want to step into that doorway and block your friend's shots, but, man, if this thing comes through, you're definitely going to hit it. Just as you're, just as you're uh, kind of thinking that and mentally preparing yourself, it comes through the door. You, you probably should have spent so much time trying to psych yourself up for it. Uh, yeah. It comes through the door, and you swing, and you know what height the previous one was. This one is just a little bit shorter. And your your greatsword swings over its head, uh, just just missing it, giving it just you know just a little bit of a haircut. What what wispy hair it has left on its head? This is classic Pileus. Uh, Roland, 
try once again to to force this poison try to try to overcome it you find yourself like you, you you're focused and you find yourself slowly start to move uh you're a bit stiff and you can't really do anything but you do feel like you can move again Katar, you're you're pretty focused on this enemy in front of you when you start to hear sounds coming from the hallway to your right and one of these things comes around the doorway and claws out at you shit 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 it's a good thing you heard it coming man uh because as it as it kind of dodges in and slashes out at you you pull yourself back quickly enough and its claws are short it is now your turn Katar. Katar hears the sounds coming from his right he turns leaps back and cleaves it across its uh chest neck area so you're kind of doing a doing a one two slash and and you manage to cut kind of a kind of an x wound across its chest as it uh, as it cries out this sort of guttural cry of pain and uh, it's it's starting to look like the one like the one you killed before it's it's kind of breathing heavily and you can hear a little bit of bubbling as it's breathing and it's it's starting to sag a little bit cool and i'm katar's just going to step back okay as you step back it claws out at you again but again, you are just too slick. You are just too, too, too fast, and you dodge. You all, you all have been, you all definitely are aware of what just happened over there, and you can hear sounds of. Uh, there are now the sounds of two creatures coming from that hallway. Leander, I'm going to try and line up another shot. Although I am bleeding pretty heavily, so it might not work. Pull up your crossbow, and this time, when it zigs, you zig as well. And you just, you keep your sights on it, and you pop a crossbow bolt right into its chest. Which brings us to Braum. Okay, I don't like that new bad guys have shown up. So, for the one that was just fighting Qatar, uh, I'd like to throw a card at it. You, uh, you kind of toss a card to the side, and you know, you know, you know as soon as it leaves your hand that you've, you've flicked your wrist in the wrong way, just the slightest little movement. Your card kind of bounces off the wall next to it and falls down. Phileas! I'm going to take another swing at this uh, at this peculiarly short goal. This thing has the nerve to be short enough that you can't hit it. And so you, you take your sword out and you readjust. And this time, you just lop its head right off. Uh, Roland, you can, you, 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 you now, you find that your body can move. You can do things again. And even though the monsters coming from the hallway right next to you have been vanquished, there seem to be more coming from the other side of the room. Uh, so I'm going to move over next to uh, Brom and Hylius, and I'm going to ready an attack for a little that steps into melee. Okay. So you just step up next to Brom once again, readying your rapier to stick anything that comes through. Uh, you are in luck because as soon as you, you kind of get your rapier ready, you see it and you see it coming through the door at you. You, you're still working out some of the, some of the stiffness from being paralyzed. And as it charges at you, you, you go to stab and it just kind of dodges out of the way because you're just a little bit too slow. So it comes in and it attempts to bite Katar. So Katar, it, it, again, it kind of lunges for you. And you, you know, you've dodged a couple of these already, and this is the same way. 
these things are no match for your for your elf reflexes. Would you like to retaliate? Oh, I would like to retaliate. This is pissing me off. These things are way too uh, too many of them. So I'm gonna stab again with both my short swords. So uh, you you kind of slice forward with your first short sword. You bring your second one in quickly. Your second one meets no resistance, nothing but air. And you're a little disappointed with yourself for a split second, and then you realize the reason your second attack missed is because your first attack killed it. Uh, Qatar, even as soon as you've killed this one, another one rushes in to take its place. This one, however, uh, doesn't seem to see you and goes straight for the target in front of it. And Bromley, since you're up on the table, it's probably going to have an easier time slashing at you with its claws. So this one, this one, like a like a guided missile, comes straight in, straight for straight for Brom, slashes at his legs, connects, and Brom, you feel your muscles start to stiffen for a second, but like you kind of quickly quickly work your muscles and and work it out, and you feel that like you're not your muscles aren't stiffening up, you can still move, um, okay. but that that did hurt quite a bit. Leander, uh, I will see this and immediately pull up my crossbow to shoot at it in hopes of killing it. Leander, you pull up your crossbow, but your wounds are kind of starting to affect you. Your vision is your vision is narrowing a little bit. You can feel your, your body kind of start to get weak and sway a little bit, and the sway knocks your crossbow bolt off target, and it completely misses. Brom, you have resisted being paralyzed. What would you like to do? In desperation, I'm going to drop the crossbow, reach a hand out, I guess I'm taller than it because I'm on a table That's on top true. of its head, and I'm gonna use shocking grasp. Like a like a father blessing the son, Brom slams his hand down on top of this thing's head and lets out a jolt of electricity. And you watch as as the electricity travels through its body and it lets out this little this little growl. Pileus? Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, Pileus uh, sees all this going on. He wants to run this thing through. So I'm gonna swing with my great sword. Yeah, you uh, you swing with your greatsword and you you connect with it and just you just kind of like chop into its side like like a lumberjack cutting down a tree. You just chop into the side of this thing and it it starts to sag and you can see it kind of kind of having difficulty move as you as you've severed a lot of those muscles in its side. Roland, I'm tired of all this shit coming at us and I don't want to be here and I just want this to end. I just want to go. So you stab out with your rapier, and for the first time, your rapier finds its mark, and you pierce the thing through the heart, and you just watch as the, as the kind of weird glowing light behind its eyes fades out, and it falls to the ground. Oh shit, Roland got something. Fuck this shit. By the power of ennui, he's done it. Finally, I'm not the one doing all the work. Wow. And I bet everyone else softened those things up. I didn't pick your pockets earlier, and now I wish I did. Just for that comment. Qatar. I have nothing for you to pick unless... And I'm gonna pull out the top hat and just, like, put it on his head. Do you want this? Actually, yeah. I kind of... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Oh, we, um, need to, we need to get out of here. This is getting worse and worse. We've been going at this for a couple hours now. All in favor of 
find out a place to hole up somewhere? Mm, I I feel like we we need to, but at the same time, I don't like being in this house. I, yeah. I agree, but I, I'm scared if we keep pushing forward, we're going to find more things, and we're all going to be low on health and magic-y things. Well, it is as the gods say. Sometimes the only way in is through. I'm just throwing out an idea. If no one wants to, I'll keep pressing. I think we should at least, I don't know about splitting up, but we do need to find oh. the exit. If we can find the exit, that solves our problem. Well, I'm, I, I'm very confused by your stance on just about everything, Qatar. Do you want to find the exit? Do you want to find the monster? Now I want to find the exit. Oh, okay. I, I agree with Bromley. It would be nice to have a little rest just to shore up our defenses before we make our way through. Do these doorways have doors on them, or are they just kind of like archways? No, these uh, these are just open, open, uh, open doors. Is there enough uh, wood on the table to be able to at least cover up one of the doors? Yeah, you could probably move the table across one of the doorways. Yeah, but that's still two doors. We we might need to find a better place with only one entrance or something. Right, well, this is terrible. And then also, when I went down that hallway, I saw all four of those those creatures we defeated, and somehow they got the drop on us behind that staircase. So this is probably the not the best place to be. Yeah, they were they were uh, apparently they were like lying flat on the ground, and you just didn't make out their shapes until suddenly they started to move. How, how did they get up behind us on the other side? Uh, I don't think you know that. Well. All I know is my mind is clear now. And Wait, are you saying that you saw all four of them in that direction and two of them came from this direction? That is correct. I sensed it with my danger sense, which I should have probably used earlier uh, to sense danger. Wait, wait, wait. Qatar raises his hand. You're telling me the entire time we've been in this place, you've been able to sense danger, but you haven't been doing it. I... I, I that I mean, I didn't think it was so dangerous. How are you still alive? Uh, I'm a I'm a legendary warrior. I I, I can't die. Sure, we'll go with that. These are the facts. Can I see any doors or anything else? I mean, not here. It's just the three openings in the room, and then the little alcove off to the side. <sighs> is there anything inside of the alcove? I don't think anybody's checked. This place is indefensible. We can't stay here. Agreed. We should keep moving. Forward? Well, I Seems mean... the only choice. If you want, I'll take the lead. Okay, that's fine with me. Maybe I should take the lead with my danger sense. And sense danger ahead of us. Whatever, man. As long as it's not me. Katara's just gonna sit down on the table and just his head in his hands. <sighs> I always get a splitting headache from being possessed. <laughs> like, always, say that like a common, a common what? I'm sorry. What? It's you possessed, or you've been possessed? When I was a child, it happened once. It, yes. Apparently, when we went in that room, and I tried to leave with the children, it something affected me and took hold of me and wanted to keep me inside. Uh, Brom, you do remember that as you ran out of the room, you felt something try to kind of invade your your spirit but that you were able to resist it okay well i think i'm a god so 
That's he it. was like, oh, I got possessed. And I was like, oh, it was it's those ghosts, the kids in the room. That's what got you? Yes. Pussy. Well, not all of us can have your charming personality. This is true. And I will take a sip from my flask. <laughs> Look, we need to get out of here and get out of here now. And I think the further down we go, the better off we're going to find the exit. Why would there... They would not We're literally be... going straight to a monster at the basement. That that's been the entire. We don't know if there's a monster in the basement. We those kids weren't real. We don't know what's down there. Okay, let's look at the facts. We have encountered an animated armor, some kind of ghostly woman, and uh, I don't know zombie, flesh eating things. I'm pretty sure anywhere we turn, there's going to be more danger. I just want us to be aware of this. Well, we're clearly under the ground right now. And do we know there's no exit at the top above us? The only thing that would make sense is to go further down to find the exit. That's the only thing that would make sense. We may have to fight through whatever's down there no matter what. Okay. And I'm totally for that. I understand we have to do that. I am pretty much tapped out, currently hurt. I, we need some place to be able to recuperate. Okay. okay. No, you're right. We'll, we need to find a place to... To go, um, does the hero of ages want to scout ahead with me? Of course, yeah. Let's let's go halfway down the hallway. So, Pileus, you are currently back at this crossroads where you were attacked before. Uh, to your right, there are stairs that lead down. To your left, you can kind of see into. There's a large room in that direction, and ahead again, the hallway just takes a corner. All right, I want to go in that room where I uh, I, I could see from this crossroads earlier. Okay, so down this way. So I'm you step up. You time. step up to the uh, to the entrance of the room. Anybody who wants to follow can, of course, follow. Guitar is right behind him. Uh, you step up to the entrance to this room, <clears throat> and what you see appears to be some sort of shrine. Oh. Uh, there's a wide alcove you can kind of see across, kind of carved in, and in this alcove, there is a a painted wooden statue. And it looks like a, a gaunt, pale-faced man wearing a billowing black cloak. His, nope. uh, his left hand is resting on the head of a wolf that is standing next to him. And in his right hand, he's holding a, a smoky gray crystal orb. Chained mm. to the wall around the, uh, the rest of the walls of this room are skeletons that have grown mold and, and kind of moss. And they're, they're, they're just kind of slumped against the wall, chained up against it. Um, you mean like a real person or like a statue? It's a painted wooden statue. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is clearly not the room we're looking for. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, there doesn't seem to be an exit here. Moving back to the hallway. But what about that strange glowing orb? And I'm just going to walk back in and go and tell them what we saw. Pileus, are you orb. you going back as well? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna follow Katara's lead. Okay. While they were checking that room, could I check the alcove that's in the room that we're in? Because there are all kinds of secrets. Sure. Uh, let's do that. Roland, as you uh, as you check out this alcove, you walk up to this alcove, and and even though there's been light in the room. That alcove is, is kind of built in such a way that there are always areas of it permanently in shadow. And as you walk up to it, a creature 
bursts out of the shadows <laughs> directly at you. Roland, this monster bursts out at you and... Kills me. Uh, this monster looks like a, a large snaky oh, worm with a beak at one end and four tentacles coming off of the beak. This uh, this this worm-like creature, it was kind of curled around the support beams that cast the alcove in shadow, and it just kind of drops to the floor, kind of rears up, screeches a little bit with its mouth, and one of its tentacles goes straight at you. So its tentacle slashes out at you, hits you, and as its tentacle grabs you, it brings its beak in for a bite, uh, which leads you to fail one death save. Dude. Does he make a, a girlish squeal loud enough that we can hear it from where we are? Well, hold on just a second. Leander, you Leander. watch as Roland walks over to look in this alcove. This creature mm. jumps out and just, like, takes him down. What do you do? Guys, we have something here. I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself because I'm about to die. And I was going to do it before he decided to find freaking monsters. And then I'm going to drag him and try to pull him as far away from there as I can. So you uh, you cast your wounds on yourself, you reach out, you grab like the back of his collar, and mm. you just drag him back in the hallway that the, in the direction that the others went. Roland, it's time to make a death save. That is a failure. Uh, Leander, as you're dragging Roland, you can see that his wound uh, just continues to bleed. Katar, you were you were following Pileus as he looked into this room, and suddenly you hear a cry from Leander. Um, I'm going to use my movement to get in as far into the room as I can. And as you enter the room, you see this this worm thing yeah. coiled in the alcove. And I'm going to pull out my hand crossbow and shoot at it. You uh, you immediately hearing the cry. You turn around. You dash back into the dining room with all the bones. You whip out your hand crossbow and you shoot this thing in its body. You don't like hit it solidly. You kind of graze mm -hmm. it a little bit, but it is it is definitely bleeding a little bit from the wound. Uh, congratulations, you have pissed it off. It charges out of the alcove at you. Shit. And one of its tentacles, one of the tentacles from around its beak slashes out at you. And then as the tentacle, the suction cups kind of grab you, it brings you toward its beak for a bite. So, uh, Pileus, you heard the cry uh, Katar already dashed off ahead of you. What are you going to do, Hero of Legend? Uh, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to just try my best to slash this thing. With yeah, so you run into the room. You come in just as it's kind of bringing its beak back from taking a bite out of Katar. And you just swing your greatsword down into its body. And uh, you do, a, you do a, decent, a decent bit of damage to it. It kind well of cries out in pain and curls up. Is is the thing like, so like, is the thing still holding on to Qatar? No, Brom. Let me fix. That. I guess I'm gonna follow the crowd. Thing looks creepy, so I'm gonna peel left instead of right towards it. A card, another chance. Yes, yeah, so you whip this card out, and you manage to get this card right into its beak. All right, so uh, you whip this card out. It goes straight into this thing's mouth, and you see it kind of recoil as this burning acid, as the card just kind of turns into burning acid and burns its mouth. Leander. Uh, um, I will try and stabilize Roland's wounds. So after pulling Roland back into this hallway, you look over his body. Uh, you see exactly what happened. I mean, this thing 
took its beak and just bit into him. And using, you know, using your uh, your knowledge of wounds and healing, you managed to kind of bandage him up and wrap him up and stop him from bleeding out. Uh, Roland, you are stable, but you are unconscious. Qatar, it is your turn. I'm I'm angry again, and um, I'm put, dropping the crossbow, taking out the double short swords, and uh, slicing it up if I can. You drop your hand crossbow, whip out your short swords, take your swing with your first one, you kind of nick one of its tentacles, and you watch as sort of greenish blood begins to leak out of it, um, and you swing with your second sword, but you miss. Cool. And I'm going to take my action, action surge. Yeah, so you you hit with your first one, you missed with your second one. Kind of relying on your training, you managed to you managed to get one more swing in, but this one also does not connect. You've you've just unleashed this kind of series of attacks against it. Uh, it's going to retaliate because you definitely have its attention. It reaches out with its tentacles. And I'm unconscious. And as part of its as part of its uh, tentacle attack, it also jams its beak into you so Qatar, it hits you with its tentacle and then it bites into you which means you are unconscious and you have one failed death save all right so Qatar goes down he is he's bleeding profusely pileus yeah i uh i kind of want to draw its attention towards me okay. and i'm gonna swing my uh my great sword recklessly pileus dodges behind this thing and tries to get a good chop at it but it's it's slick and it's just a little bit slimy and it kind of worms its way out from under his attack. Race. He was he was attempting to fuel this attack with his good feelings from from putting these children's ghosts to rest, but all it did was remind him that children die in the world, and it made him a little bit sad. Oh, Brom. Well, I guess I'll just keep doing the card thing. This card, this card, uh, you flip it, and it kind of it kind of hits the side of the worm, and just kind of. Uh, deflects off into a corner of the room. Which brings us to Leander. I'm going to pull on Roland and have him go behind me. Okay. And take his place. Yeah, you kind of shift, shift Roland. I'm going to shoot the monster with a crossbow. It's going to work eventually. Trust me. Yeah, again, like you're aiming at like kind of a slithery worm thing and it's hard to pin down with your crossbow. Your crossbow bolt just deflects off the floor and hits the far wall. Brings us to Qatar. Make another death saving throw. Qatar, you suddenly come back to consciousness. You're lying, you're, you find yourself lying on the ground and you know, you're kind of disoriented. You're not sure where you are. You kind mm -hmm. of glance down at yourself. You see this gaping wound and then your eyes come up and you see this kind of large worm with tentacles and a beak and it all clicks in your mind right that's what happened. Pileus, even though you didn't manage to connect with it, you did, in fact, get its attention. Sweet. So it reaches out a tentacle at you to kind of yeah. grab you. That's going to knock me out. Yeah. And then it bites into you. So you are unconscious and right. you have failed a death saving throw. Pileus, it's time to make another death save. Uh, that <laughs> is a success. Brom. You see wow. that you see that right in front of you, Katara has just opened his eyes and kind of shuddered back to consciousness, while behind the monster, Pileus has fallen over unconscious. Okay, I'm gonna do something. I think here. Okay, um, I'm gonna use my uh, priest card, and I'm gonna cast a bane. 
Braum reaches into his pouch. He pulls out this card. He kind of he kind of holds it up or, or he gestures with it, um, um, and it it fades from. It seems to fade from existence. Guitar from your from your vantage point on the ground, uh, you look up and you see Braum pull out this card, kind of get this look of concentration on his face. The card fades from existence, and nothing seems to happen. Leander, it's your turn. I would like to shoot again, hopefully actually hitting my mark this time. No, uh, this crossbow bolt kind of embeds itself in, in the wooden table right next to this monster. Tar, you have just you have just woken back up and this monster is kind of looming over you. Alright, I'm um, going to stand up and then I'm going to move... Yeah, I'm going to disengage. Okay. So you kind of, you kind of move back defensively, ready, ready yeah. to dodge if it tries to hit you. And you, cool. you slide back into the uh, hallway over here next to Leander? Yeah. Stepping mm-hmm. over Roland's body as you go? Yep. Pretty much. So yep. the monster turns because it is still being harassed. And it lashes out a tentacle at Bromley? Oh, that doesn't hit. So it lashes out its tentacle. You quickly move out of the way. Pileus, I need you to make another death saving throw. That is another success. Bromley. This monster has just uh, come up in your face, but it did miss you. Okay. Well, I'm just going to use Shock and Grasp then. All right, you reach out. Uh, as it as it lashes one of its tentacles at you, you kind of dodge to the side. You manage to hit the tentacle with your hand and release a burst of electricity. And as you release this burst of electricity, the monster shudders and falls lifeless to the ground. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate Roland forever. Yes, I will immediately go and rush over to Pileus, who I see on the floor, and try to stabilize him. Okay, go ahead. Lander, you rush over to Pileus, but his, his wound is in kind of an awkward place, and you're kind of like trying to trying to figure out exactly where he's bleeding from, and he's, he's bled quite a bit. Pileus, go ahead and make another death save. Okay, that is a failure. Okay. Uh, Lander, if you'd like to try to stabilize him again. Will do. And Leander, like you've you've watched, and, and you're you're poking and prodding from the first time, trying to trying to close his wound up, kind of made him bleed a little bit more, and and you you get a little bit panicked for a second, but then you realize the fact that he's bleeding more means it's easier now to tell exactly where the blood is coming from, and you're kind of able to like put pressure on it, and and bandage it up a little bit and stop the bleeding. Am I unconscious still? Or? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to wait at least the time of a, a short rest for them to come back and be in any kind of shape to move around. I mean, we need to find a, a room, yeah. Well, there's the two rooms. Which you go, you go down. Okay, me and, um, me and Katara are going to go find a room we can hole up in. You watch the dying people. <laughs> yeah, with one hit point. But yeah, let's do this. Was there any kind of locking me- mechanism on the doors with uh, Rose or Thorn? No, there didn't appear to be. I'm not staying in a crypt. Yeah, that sounds sketchy. What, are we going down or up? This entire house. Um, let's go. Let's go behind. See, see the hallway behind me. Yeah, we're gonna go this way. Okay, so you guys take uh, you guys take a different hallway out of the room this time, and uh, you come down to uh, there. There's a set of stairs down, and then a little landing, and it looks like a hallway going off to the left, and then another set of stairs down. I say we go down one more level. All right, so you make yeah. your way down into a large room with several what look like smaller rooms off of it. In the middle okay. of the room, there appears to be a, a small well 
a little three foot high stone lip there. There's a there's a bucket hanging from a rope and pulley mechanism bolted to cross beams uh, above this little thing. There appear to be uh, five little openings in this room, and you can actually, from this angle, you can actually kind of see into one of them. There's uh, there looks to be a wooden chest and a bed in in the room. Can I produce flame in my just so I'm ready, and also I can see better. Move in the room a little bit more. Okay, so. Yeah, and Katara, as you kind of move to these entryways, you see that each room is pretty much the same. There's a wooden chest and a bed. Cool. I think this is a good place to hold up. Okay, so none of these open up into, like, another... Uh, there is a there is one opening. This stairwell right over here. Over in this direction that leads to stairs going up. Okay, cool. I, I agree. I think we hold up in here. Okay. Then we called out. We call up the stairs to tell everybody to come down here. Uh, I'll go help them. Okay. Drag the bodies. Yeah, <laughs> I will carry them. Yeah. Okay. Just, All right. So let's just let's just everybody can move down into that room now. For a long rest. Okay, that's appropriate. I think I still think. Okay, yes. Can we can we barricade that other stairwell? Like, is there? I, any... I think we should take one of the beds or take two of the beds. Two of the beds. Both the doors. Yeah, two of the beds and block both of the doors. I'm with you. Okay, and and you know you have you have time to do this. Uh, yeah, the two of you working together, Leander probably helps a bit. You take two of the beds. You kind of you kind of fix them over the uh, over the entryways to this room, so you kind of have some barriers, some half cover barriers. Um, and that leaves us with how many beds? Three. 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 Yeah. And I've got okay, I've can got we put a, the two wounded people in one of the beds, or you know, two separate beds. I've got a I've got a bed kit, so I'm just gonna take my bed kit and put it in one of the empty rooms and just sure. sure um well before i do that yeah i want to check out this well i no uh, i'm gonna do i'm not gonna go into the bedrooms i'm just gonna do it in the middle of the room oh, okay. okay i have a hinky feeling about those chests uh 30 30 feet down into this well there appears to be a surface of water okay um that's it and everything like if we really wanted to we could get water yeah there's a, I mean, there's a bucket and a hanging from a pulley, so you could you could lower okay. it down and pull water up. I don't drink water frequently, so it's not for me. I've got a water skin, so I prefer to hydrate in other ways. Yeah, I can tell. So far, it's uh, helped that. you out clearly. Okay, so I'm just rolling out my bedroll and just kind of laying down, trying to like rest up and try to pull myself together. Uh, for this for this long rest, you guys set a watch. I'll take first watch. I would like to stay up with um, Brahm on the first watch and do a few things. Take out the helmet, the gauntlets, and the boots that I had taken from the animated armor. Um, and I wanted to channel divinity to create scale mail for myself. Okay, I'm taking first watch so I can drink. So that when second watch rolls around to relieve me, I'm like ready to pass out. So yeah, you're kind of uh, sitting against the sitting against the wall, drinking from your flask. And you're you're watching as your father takes these pieces of armor out and he lays them in front of him and he uh he starts to he starts to pray which you've seen him do before and he starts to you know he he holds his holy symbol and he places his hands on it and he begins to kind of run his hands over these pieces of armor and and gather them together and and you watch as they start to kind of kind of move like clay he starts to reshape them with his hands and what's most fascinating about this is he does it without really opening his eyes like, his eyes are closed, he's repeating his prayers, but his hands are just constantly moving over this armor. 
and you watch is not only does it not only does it change shape but it also the material changes a little bit and and he uh, he creates this this set of uh, of scale mail and then you you're looking at it and you're like okay that's a set of scale mail and then you watch as he continues to so he continues to run his hands over it um, placing placing lion symbols of your family in appropriate places and and also adding color where appropriate and he kind of just forms this thing and then you see him open his eyes and he has this he has this scale mail that is not like the armor that he had when he started but uh, as he finishes that up I'm, I'm just a wall I just kind of be like the fuck was that sometimes being a, a believer follower of the gods has its blessings oh so the gods did that gond helped okay. i created via his will if you say so and i will go about putting on the scale now uh who do you want to wake up for second watch i'm gonna wake up pilus because i kind of like picking on him and then i want to head back to this room and see if there's anything in that chest before i go to bed um the chest is locked okay not important enough and i'm gonna pass out Oh, wait, I do have thieves tools. I want to practice with those because I don't think I'm really good at those. Okay. I'm going to try to pick the lock of that. Yeah, you, you've probably spent... I mean, you're drunk. That's also true. So you spend some time... Uh, you, you spend some time kind of picking at this lock and you feel like you almost break your lock picks a couple times and you just finally you're just like, screw it, I'm, I can't do this right now. And you put your lock picks away and you go to bed. You go what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. I, uh, I, sh I like shake your shoulder and say, hey, it's your turn. Your turn for watch. You're uh, up feeding I just want to ask, like, is, is it really a good idea for me to be on watch? I, I, I don't feel well. Are you asking I, me that? Yeah, I'm asking you. Uh, okay, you, no, you I'm asleep. Oh, you already went to sleep? Yep. Uh, uh, or at least I look like it. <laughs> I like instantly slumped against the wall and passed out. Alright, do I do I have any idea like where we are? I'm just not waking up in this new area. This is just a this is just a new a new room you're in. This is a large room. You know, they're the same kind of wooden pillars holding the floor up, holding the ceiling up that you've been in before. There's a well right next to you. There appear to be these rooms scattered on the edge with, with chests in them and beds. And there are two there are two entries to this room, both of which have uh, beds placed across them. I see. Yeah, I want to inspect some of these uh, these chests. Okay, um, every chest you check is locked. It's locked. Are, are these are wooden chests. Yes. Is it a breakable wooden chest? Uh, you could certainly try. All right, I'm gonna try to break this one. You you swing your you swing your sword into the lid of this chest. You carve out a couple chips of wood. Um, you could probably break through it eventually if you kept trying. Uh, the other thing is it does make quite a bit of noise. Elias, what do you... Stop making noise. Where where are we? Oh, I didn't know you were here. Uh, yeah. To sleep. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're, we're sleeping? I was woken up and I have no idea where we are. Did we, did we defeat that creature? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, Alright, well, we'll go back to sleep then. Just keep watch. Wake up Qatar when you feel it's appropriate. Your watch passes uh, peacefully, and uh, when it is time, you wake up Qatar.
So Tar's up and just kind of walking around, checking stuff, not really touching anything, staying in the room. Can I kind of inspect the well a little more? Just kind of look down. Uh, it appears to be a, a pretty normal well. I mean, there's yeah. there. It looks like there's water down there, and there's a bucket here, and it's kind of how wells work in your experience. Uh, Katar, your watch passes mostly peacefully, and about the time your watch should end, nothing happens. You should probably wake up the next person. So uh, Katar goes over and rouses Roland up and stands him up and puts both hands on his shoulders and looks him deep into the eyes and says, don't touch anything, and then lays down and goes to sleep. So hostile. And he's and he's, he's his back is towards Roland, and he kind of hears Roland mutter, and he goes, I don't want to die. All right, Roland, um, as, uh, as, you, as you, uh, you sit here keeping watch, you notice that the where you are now, the chanting is definitely noticeably louder than where you were before. Hey, you guys remember that chanting that we heard when we first when we first came down? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely louder. And as you as he kind of brings it to your attention, you all do notice the chanting is definitely louder here. I want to move towards these stairs. Does the chanting get louder as I move towards the stairs? No, it does not. We have two options. We can go back the way we were going, go down those stairs. Yeah, so we can go that the way we came, or we can go up the stairs over here. Let's go up the new way, I guess. That's, I mean, yeah, that would seem prudent to me. Well, Katar will take the lead. I guess we'll follow. Oh, I'm still cute. No, I don't care that much. I'll just follow. Uh, Pileus has his danger sense on, by the way. Katara's got both his short swords out and ready to go. So you uh, you come up the stairs and you turn a corner into a, into a room. This room has a, a wooden table and with four wooden chairs around it. Uh, in addition, you can kind of see that there are some little some little side rooms off of here too. And as you move kind of into the room, you can see into those rooms. They appear to have just like straw pallets Mm -hmm. with kind of moldy cloth around straw for pillows. I think we need to keep going up the stairs in front of us. All right, so you cross the room. You go up the stairs into the hallway. You reach the point where the hallway turns right, and you suddenly realize where you are. You have come into a circle, and you are back where the uh, stairs came down from the house above. Also, as a note, while you've been up in this room, the chanting has been noticeably quieter. Perhaps we should investigate that strange statue we found earlier. Maybe it leads somewhere. No. That room sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Glowing orb, strange statue? No. That's asking to die. Well, that's the skelly man. As long as we don't have... uh, What's his name? Touch it. We should be okay. Roland. I don't think anybody should touch it. I that room i think we have to go down and the only way out is through this monster we've made it through enough stuff right right now sooner or later let's go onward okay uh katar as you reach this four-way crossroads where so much has happened before Mm. you notice that the chanting definitely gets louder down the stairs to your right so, Katara, you come up to this room, and there's a, there's a simple wooden table in the center. There are two wooden chairs on, on either side. 
There's a chandelier suspended above the table. Uh, on the table, there appears to be an empty clay jug and two clay flagons. Um, and then two of the corners that have iron candlesticks in them. The candles have long since melted away. Okay, there's nothing here. Yeah, we have to go back. I mean, you see down a hallway into another room that appears to have a, a bed and a chest and some stuff in it. Yeah, that's just another rest area. All right. So, yeah, we're going to have to go back, guys. Go down the stairs. It's the only thing to do. So, Brom and Leander, you file into this room. What uh, What do you want to look at? What do you want to do? Is this a, a door or a window? It's a door. I mean, it can't be a window, I guess. We're subterranean at this point. Has anyone checked it yet? Nobody has checked the door. Oh, well, I will do that then. When you say check the door, what do you mean? Uh, I'm going to open it. <laughs> uh, as you reach out and you grasp the door, you find that your hand is stuck to it. And another piece of the door just, like, sprouts a tentacle and smacks you in the face. Man. So, uh, Leander, you're standing inside this room. You watch Braum walk over to a door, put his hand on it. He kind of starts to pull his hand away. It doesn't seem to move. And then the door sprouts a tentacle and smacks him with it. So I'm definitely going to at least try to uh, pull him free. You, you bravely grab onto your son and you pull and nothing happens. I'm just going to keep pulling as right. if that was my turn. That's it. All right. Uh, Roland. Did I hear anything that just happened? I don't know if you did. You you probably heard you probably heard a smack as the thing smacked Brom in the face. I mean, and I probably cussed to be honest. That's probably true. All right, I will I will investigate. I guess I will ready my attack for if I have the opportunity to stab things. Qatar. Yes. You are, you are down the hallway checking stuff out. Um, I'm just waiting on everybody to, has, have I heard, nobody's said anything, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think you're probably far enough away that you haven't heard any of the commotion. I, I'm gonna just, you know, so I'm just waiting. All right. Anything. I'm just gonna see what's going on, I'm just waiting for them to follow. Okay. I'm gonna, but I will, I'll be like, I, I will be like, hey guys, are we, are we going? So far, it's looked like a door, right? Like, it just grew a tentacle and smacked Brom. Now you watch as the door grows a mouth full of teeth and takes a bite at Brom. You're able to kind of twist your body out of the way of this snapping jaws as they kind of dislocate from the door and snap out at you. Pileus. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the teeth on the door is not good. I'm, I'm going to try to smack it with my okay. sword. Uh, you do smack it, but, it, I mean, it's like you're sword hit a door. It doesn't seem to have any effect. This is a pretty solid door here. Brom, you are currently attached to this thing. Okay, so I'm going to use the evoker card. So I'm going to like, for I guess flavor, reach into my pocket, uh, pull out a card and at what I assume is still just a door really, just say fuck you and cast burning hands. So Brom reaches in, reaches into his pouch again pulls out a card and he can only hold it in front of him with one hand because the other hand is currently stuck to the door and he just holds it up in front of the door and flames spout from it and engulf but you note that like as these flames seem to engulf this creature it kind of it kind of twists and manages to to kind of the door kind of becomes fleshy and slides around managing to miss the worst of the flames leander uh, realizing that I probably can't pull him free, 
Um, I will try and shoot it in the mouth, putting my crossbow away from Bromley, obviously. Sure. You, uh, you shoot your crossbow, and it appears to thunk off a part of the door that's a little bit tougher than the rest. Which Shit. Which brings us to Roland. Um, yeah, I can't reach him. <laughs> you don't have any uh, ranged weapons? Nope. I was not prepared for... Oh, wait. Can I throw this dagger? <laughs> yes, you can. You can only do it once, because, you know... Yeah. Then... <laughs> I'm gonna stand on this table... I'm throwing this dagger. You whip a dagger at it, and it kind of thunks against a part of the door that, again, seems a little bit tougher than the rest, and your dagger bounces off and falls to the floor. Throw your other dagger at another spot on the door, and again, it's a little bit tougher. It just thunks off and falls to the floor. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just going to meander down the hall just a little bit, come to the corner and be like, guys, are we going somewhere? Help us. So I see see the door thing oh shit you guys should have called earlier um i'm just gonna ready my crossbow this door is definitely gonna try to uh, bite you again bromley is stuck to this door qatar has just come come in he's seen what's going on qatar you arrive in the room just in time to see this gigantic mouth just reach out and latch itself around bromley's chest and just crush his chest like a walnut oh my god all right, Pileus. Yeah, you've just uh, watched Pileus Brom. You've just watched Brom die in front of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's understandably shocked, and uh, I think uh, Pileus. I think I'm, I am gonna, I am consumed by an all-encompassing rage, and uh, I'm gonna do everything I can to uh, stab this crazy monster door in the head uh, <laughs> with my sword. <laughs> so. I'm going to do that. I'm going to rage, and I'm okay. going to do uh, my door-stabbing attack with my greatsword. So, uh, you don't know if doors have heads, but <laughs> you do know that this door has a mouth. And so you stab it as close to the mouth as you can, and your sword actually sinks into a fleshy part, and the door recoils a little bit. Leander? Leander is angry and is going to, as he's holding his dead son in his arms... Um, uses mace and cast inflict wounds. Yeah, so you uh, you're you're holding the body of Brom. You reach out, you touch your hand into the door, and uh, black energy kind of seeps out from your hand into the door. And everybody, you watch as the door shrinks down a little bit. It's clearly not connected to the door frame at all now, and it's just this fleshy creature standing in the doorway. Roland. So I'm going to uh, pull. Well, is is Brom still attached to the door? Ah, uh, no, no. Right. It let him go with his death. So I will. Oh, then I will drag Leander back. Right. Okay, and that's all you're gonna do. You're just gonna hide in the corner. So Roland, seeing that you don't have a good anger on this on this door that okay. has murdered one of your comrades, you. Uh, you you just back into the corner of the room and just your swords are ready if that thing manages to break through. Qatar? Qatar just turned around the corner, saw him die, and just is shocked, but has enough presence of mind to pull out the hand crossbow and shoots at it. Kind of kicks the table out of the way as he moves. Yeah, so you whip out your hand crossbow, you shoot the thing right in the mouth, at which point it sprouts another tentacle, 
-hmm. and attempts to smack Leander. Leander, the door whips a tentacle at you, and you just block it. Pileus? Yeah, Pileus is still still raging in the yes. midst of uh, of grief. Yeah, he's gonna swing. He's gonna swing that sword again and and go for another stab in the near mouth. Pileus, you go toward the edges of the mouth again because you've seen that that's where it's a little bit weak. And this time you manage to like hook the side of the mouth and cut it open a little bit, and it begins nice. to it begins to bleed this kind of purplish blood. And it, it cries out in pain. And you've watched as its form has just slowly diminished the more damage you've done to it. Leander? Uh, in my anger, I'm going to use Words of Radiance um, one last time. Hitting on my shield as I do so. A wave of radiant energy washes out from you. And reduces this, this thing's physical form even more. It's, it's smaller and smaller. Right now, it's about probably the size of a wooden chest. Uh, yeah, Roland? Um, I still really can't, can, is there any chance I could try to gather my daggers back? Uh, no, they're kind of under Leander's feet right now. Uh, can I check Leander's, or check Brom's body for daggers? Yeah, you look over, Brom has a dagger strapped right there on his belt. I will take it, and I will try to throw it at this chest-sized mimic. Roland, you uh, you grab this dagger off of off of Brom's belt. You move to the side. You hurl this dagger. It goes right down the thing's throat, and you see it kind of choke and cough and twitch and then fall still. And I continue to hit it with my mace. Uh, you continue to hit it with your mace until you hear uh, a clanging sound because you've mashed all the way through it, and you're now hitting Brom's dagger. I place my hand on Leander's shoulder, but I don't say anything. Where is he? I turn around and I, I see he's lying on the floor and I go to him and I just hold him and cradle him. He smells faintly of alcohol. I pick him up. We're leaving this house and we're doing it now. Sounds good to me. Yep. And I carry my son's body. And that's where our story ends for episode two. Will our brave adventurers survive the dangers of the house? Will Brahm's death demoralize them? Will any of them actually escape from this murderous house? Come back in two weeks when we upload episode three of our adventures in the Curse of Strahd campaign. And until then, don't let any mimics eat your chest.